Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon barry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks it's a fine tuesday afternoon we're show 189 uh perry lester along with all of the uh gang today and uh, Chris is going to Alexa. give us our agenda. Three. I, 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 Pierre's here, too. And he's yes, he is. To yeah. <laughs> okay. He's talking to his device. Well, we have, we're having a, a little... Uh, not. We're, we're trying to figure out if uh, we're on the air or not. Now, that doesn't really matter as to how we're going to do the place. show. Because, but, okay. All right. You might want to mute Pierre or something. But anyway, so um, we are just... Uh, we may be on the air. We may not be. We hope we are. If not... Pierre, Pierre says us, we are. Pierre says we okay, are. Okay, good. All right. Then then I'll, I'll try to get my act together because okay. we're on the air. All right. So as Perry said, April 5th, this is a transitional day in a week in sport. We have the baseball season starting in two days. The minor league season started today. We have the NBA ending on Sunday. We have the Masters tournament coming up. We'll be talking briefly about that. And, uh, you know, the uh, the NHL normally gets over, but we had college basketball in last night. So this is, uh, you know, the season turns, the sports turn, and that's what we're doing. And actually, it's one of the fun weeks. Of the, it gets even more fun when the playoffs get going in basketball and hockey. But, but this is a fun time, too, because it's the biggest golf tournament. It's the start of the baseball season. It uh, was the end of bas- college basketball. So our agenda today is we're going to start with our panel of uh, presentations. Then we'll do uh, college basketball, baseball, and in baseball we're going to do our predictions. And I'm also going to read the top 30, uh, well, all the teams, uh, the power ratings of ESPN. After we will do news and notes, then we'll do our predictions, then I'll read the, the power 30 because, uh, you know, uh, we'll just do it that way. The NFL, then we're going to do the NBA and the NHL. During our panels, uh, we're gonna, uh, Sean's going to talk a little about golf, and he's also going to talk a little about uh, soccer, and uh, NASCAR will be done by Robert. So let me just quickly do my panel. Well, I, I'm all excited about the opening of the baseball season. It may be delayed, at least in the Northeast, with a rainstorm heading up into into the area. But that's yeah, okay. You know, we'll we'll if we don't start Thursday, we'll start Friday. But it's a lot better than starting July 23rd, like we did in 2020 or whatever. But um, the fun thing that I like to do, and I was mentioning this on on uh, in our group on the phone, is I like to dial around with my stream and stuff and listen to some of the cities before they start opening day. There's you know not only just the pregame shows. But there's usually special programming since most of the flagships now are sports stations. And even the ones that aren't, they, they pay attention because the, they want to get the ratings for places like WLW. They always do something big when the Reds open at home. Uh, they won't be opening at home. This will be one of the first times they've been on the road. Uh, they probably had to do it the other 
strike seasons. But um, anyway, the, you know, teams just if you know a game's coming up and you kind of like a, a team or you kind of like the the uh, announcers on a given station that's a flagship. Go in there early and check it out because sometimes they'll broadcast from a bar or a restaurant. Sometimes they'll be at the park and they'll get some special guests, you know, uh, that are around the park, some of the media in the town. You know, everybody's undefeated on opening day. And it's it's fun to listen to everybody's optimism. Yeah, even Baltimore, you know, Pittsburgh, places like that, they'll have some optimism just because, you know, they think they'll be better than, the, you know, because of spring training and blah, 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 blah. So, uh, hey, the Pirates beat the Red Sox twice during spring training. That's what they'll say. So it's just kind of fun to, if you can, if you have access to that stuff, it's kind of fun just to get the feel and the excitement in different towns because everybody's, everybody's excited on opening day. And now for our host to be named later, Rick Swan. Hello. Um, it's... Uh Weather here in, in the Boston area is, is starting to get into our teasing season where we get a couple of real good days and you start getting ready for spring and then they get sh- shot right back to winter. But right now it's pretty nice out. Um, Southwick's still three games left and they can finish anywhere from first to fourth. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty interesting. Uh, it does look like they're going to miss Robert Williams on the defensive end, but hopefully he'll be back and they'll still be in the playoffs. Um, Bruins, they're still fighting for second, third, and fourth place in their division. And um, they're playing well, but, they, boy, they have got to stop giving up goals in the last 30 seconds of a period. They did it again last night to tie the game in the second period, and they've done that quite a few times in the last month or two. It hasn't cost them a whole lot because they seem to come back, but you can't do that in the playoffs. Um NFL's finally quieted down, I think. I'm kind of waiting for the draft. Now we had a couple of trades that involved some draft picks. But um, the interesting thing about this draft, I think, is that usually, I think, in the first round of a draft, we have two, maybe three teams that have multiple picks. This year, right now, we have eight teams with multiple picks in the first round. That's a, Fully a quarter of the league has multiple picks in the first round, and, of course, a quarter of the league has no picks in the first round. Yeah. So that kind of makes it interesting. Uh, and as far as I know, we don't have any news on pickleball, so I'll turn it over to Perry. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the interesting thing about this year's draft, though, too, Rick, is normally you hear that there's a whole lot of quarterbacks and we're thinking who needs the quarterbacks and this, and this. Yeah. There's not a lot of quarterbacks this year. There's oh, maybe there about there's maybe three of them, if three, that'll go in the first round. Yeah. And, and that might be stretching it a little bit. We'll have to see yeah. how all that goes. Well, the weather in the middle of the country is about 55 degrees and we're supposed to have rain and thunderstorms this afternoon and evening. So, uh. We'll see how that goes. The I-Cubs started this afternoon in Buffalo and uh, lost 3-2, to two, but it was a nice, close, uh, competitive ball game, which is what you like. And uh, we'll talk about some more of the baseball stuff later with the rules and you know all the stuff that we may see later in the season, robo-umps and the, and the PCL out west. The uh, big bases are going to be in all the minor leagues, so we'll see them later in the year. And with that, let's go to Bill. All right, well, we've been keeping busy watching college basketball, preparing and waiting on baseball, and setting up our new phone so that we could listen to all those baseball games when we wanted to and out on the go. And so we've got that all accomplished as of today. So can't complain about that. Uh, We have a little issue here, too, sometimes with the legend, but... Hey, that happens, and I just can't complain in general. We can get a few health things a little better over the next couple months, and we will be good. So take it away, Robert. Okay. In NASCAR, Denny Hamlin won uh, the Richmond race, and 
they'll be in Martinsville this this weekend uh, on Sunday. So that's where NASCAR will go. Here, weather-wise, we're in the 70s. We're supposed to be in the 90s before the week is over with, and which means we're going to have a dreadful year because we did not get a nearly enough rain. And so they've already put several water restrictions in place. It is not fun to be in a drought-laden uh, uh, state, and this will be our third consecutive year where we did not get nearly the uh, the rain amount that we're supposed to get. So... Um, it's going to be a long summer <laughs> around here, but other than that, everything else is everything else is good. I uh, got lots of boxing to take care of this weekend. Boy, do I have a loaded Saturday, uh, which means I'll be busy on my Ringside Reporter podcast on Sundays, which you can hear uh, six to eight p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and now, um, a lot of you can't do it live unless you. Uh, unless you uh, have a computer. But for those of you that have devices, you can hear it later because normally as soon as we're done, we put it up immediately. So you can just tell your device to play the latest episode of Ringside Reporter and you can get caught up on all the latest boxing stuff. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of homework on Saturday, but that's what my week entails. And we'll turn it over to Robert. I have to to correct you on one thing. Okay. uh, the NASCAR race is Saturday night, not Sunday. I thought I heard an ad for that on XM. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Pierre. Because uh, I thought they said on Sunday it would be Sunday, but Saturday night. No, it's okay. Saturday night. All right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's Saturday. But... All right. Thank you. I I don't mind being corrected. That's that's cool. Anyway, Sean, over to you. All right. Well, I thought of Gina because I ran across Major League Rugby this week in Houston and Austin on our CW affiliate. So I thought of you, Gina. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, busy, crazy weekend. You had the Final Four. Those of us that are pro wrestling fans, we had WrestleMania weekend and all the stuff that goes along with it. I mean, the event, then the WrestleMania itself, not that great, but some of the other stuff that goes along with it, the Hall of Fame stuff and everything. But, and of course, you know, I'm uh, also, uh, well, you know, air conditioner's back on for the first time since Texas OU weekend in the 90s, so there you go. But, all right, a couple things going on. In the world of golf, Tiger Woods, as of now, as of his press conference this morning, he is playing, and his tee time is at 10.34 a.m. on Thursday. But as of now, he's playing. Unlike the PGA Tour events, in the Masters, he can decide up until tee time. So it could be 10.33, and he could say, oh, no, 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 can't do it. But he's played some rounds, and he's there. Also, the World Cup draw came out on Friday for soccer. And the U.S., unlike 2018, has qualified. Now, the World Cup is going to be later this year because, you know, Qatar, in November, it's only 100 degrees. It's not 150 like it is normally when they would play it in July or August. So it's only 100. So, hey, they can play it then. But, and it'll be after the MLS. They don't get much of a break from MLS right in because it ends early November around, you know, because MLS is back on its normal schedule pre-pandemic. So, but... They go right. The U.S. is in a group, and they have 32 teams, and they have four. Uh, they have eight groups of four, and you play round robin. You play your team, each team, and there's so many. Can, and then the top two from each each group qualify for the round of 16. But the U.S. is in a group with England, Iran, and then it's down to Wales and whoever wins between Scotland and Ukraine. So there's somehow. Wales, Scotland, Ukraine have some sort of tiebreaker. Now, that could be an interesting group to watch with the U.S., Ukraine, 
and Iran, Iran, all in the same. That could be an interesting political thing to watch around Thanksgiving, Christmas, even if you're not a soccer person, to see what goes on there. But anyway, of course, you can contact us throughout the week at 773-572-7715, which, by the way, speaking of wrestling, I brought back my line, shooting with Sean over there, but hit the pound keys. Shooting with, with Sean, I think yes, is what you're exactly yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. shooting the beep with Sean. Yeah, it's yeah. back every Thursday. I update it, so I'll be talking about the weekend. But also, you can contact us, 800-693-0595, option number two, or Sports Lounge at All Things Radio. Net. So now, let's get in. What a crazy, crazy weekend of college basketball we had. Yeah, so it was. Well, back. yeah, I've got a little bit of a scoreboard, and we can talk about any of these that we want to. And, you know, because just to wrap up the tournaments, we, we talked about them, so we should mention them. So in the NIT on Thursday night, Xavier beat Texas A&M 73-72 with a shot with like two seconds to go. So that was a, that a really was a, that was a good That was a good game. And the guy that yeah, hit the shot, of course, good. was the guy that hit, hit the shot was Jack Nungy, who transferred to Xavier from Iowa. Now, he didn't. he wasn't in the portal or anything like that. He transferred to be closer to home because he, he had lost his father, so he wanted to be closer to his family. So okay, that, well, that was, that's that was why good. he that's transferred good. to Xavier. That's a good uh, good story. And, uh, you know, Xavier was up and down this year. Well, you know, if you're in the NIT, you're kind of up and down. But they were middle of the pack in the Big East, but they, you know, came up with a win. It doesn't they did really hi- translate. No, they did, and they did hire Sean Miller to be their coach. So we'll see oh, yeah. if he's yeah. suspended or anything like that. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't really trans- translate. I mean, Texas Texas won it a couple of years ago. Not much happened. George Washington won it two or three years ago. Not much happened with these, you know, but it's, it's fun. You know, you're playing, the, it's like winning your bowl game and you, you know, that means you're, you know, eight and four or whatever, instead of seven and four, you know, whatever, seven and five. So it's fun to win that. It's like winning a bowl game. Okay. On Friday in the women, we had South Carolina beating Louisville 72 59 and Louisville fell right behind. And I was listening to the Louisville call and they were, they were streaming and uh, you know, they fell right behind and really, uh, never uh, really threatened too much in that game. And then UConn beat Stanford 63-58 to to get to the championship game. And uh, they were pretty much ahead. It was close all the time, but they were pretty much ahead. We had that on. I wasn't listening closely, but we had it on during our sports conference. And then uh, on just to finish up those tournaments, this is a weird thing. Where you, you don't even hardly notice that there's a women's NIT, but our friend David USF gave us this information. South Dakota State, of all people, beat Seton Hall 82 to 50. Now they were playing at their place, but still 82 to 50 to beat a big that is team. A, Chris, that is yeah. a good team. Drake uh, played up there in the, in the WNIT and uh-huh. uh, that is a, good South Dakota State team. Yeah, well, that it must be because, I mean, you you know, you know, it's it's like men's basketball. You know, it isn't to the depth that it is in men's basketball, but you know that a Big East school is going to recruit from a different pool than a South Dakota State. So to have kids that come in, like St. Peter's did, beating the teams they beat, you know, it's it's that, that kind of story, and they were able to win their tournament. So that's that's kind of cool for those kids. And then uh, on, we had uh, on Sunday, we had the women's uh, championship. South Carolina beat UConn uh, 64-49. This is the first time UConn has made the championship game and lost it. They were eleven and one, I think it was in champion. Now eleven and one in championship game. That's uh, men's, and, men's and women because the 
Mendel before and oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I, I don't. I think it was just the women that. I think it was the women that won the eleven. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The women won the eleven. And right. And a four and zero. Yeah. Right. That's right. And then once they make the championship game, but yeah. uh, they they lost that, and they were an overachieving team for what they did because they people it was a down you know for a good program a down year as you as you're, you sometimes have and and uh, so Gina well, Oriema and the team did pretty well. They won a one seed the first time. Well, it, I th- I from what I heard, the biggest thing that hurt them is. Uh, Beckers, and we were going about how her name was pronounced last year. It is Beckers, and um, she was injured most of the season. Yeah, so that that set them back. But South, you got to give credit to South Carolina. You do, and we almost had a situation where the the women from the same school and from the men from the same school would have won it in seven as they did in seventeen. But it was not to be because on Monday night. Uh, uh, we had the the game. Well, let's first do Kansas beating Villanova. Well, there wouldn't have been, no, there would have been. Just thinking South Carolina, not North Carolina, North. No, Carolina. but what I'm saying, South Carolina won the women in 17, I think, and then uh, North Carolina won the men in 17. Oh, that would have happened. Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah. I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah, that would have happened. But first of all, before that, we got to talk about these games. Uh, Rick and I were out, so we didn't hear very much of this, but we didn't miss much. Kansas beat Villanova 81 to 65, and like I know Villanova wasn't, wasn't a beat deep team, yeah, and they had a, it, it an injury. That close. Yeah, and they they, no. they just ran out of gas. So you know, Kansas uh, was able. And I, did they play a complete game, or did they sleepwalk for part of it uh, like they did last night? Uh, they no, no, they got off. To, they got a, they got off to a really good start. They maybe slept walked a bit in the second half, but okay. they got off to a hot start. But the yeah. good game I was home for because we went out to eat. I was home for the North Carolina Duke game, and that was a good game. That that was, yes, uh, was. up to the up to the yeah. medal that you'd expect from a good rivalry game. And eighty one seventy seven North Carolina beat Duke. Uh, Duke uh, yeah, North Carolina led most of the time, but Duke kept coming back and would take small lead. Coach K ended up fifty and fifty against North Carolina. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, fifty cool. and fifty, and and he and he ended up with one thousand one hundred and twenty nine wins. And, uh, you know, so North Carolina gets, you know, it's like, okay, they didn't win the championship. But like here, I think with the Red Sox, because the Red Sox beat the Yankees in wild card, that made the season, you know, everything after that for some fans was gravy. You know, you want to win the whole thing. But, hey, you beat the Yankees in the wild card, knock the Yankees out. And, uh, you know, so I'm sure the North Carolina folks still are going to you know, hang their hats on that. But last night, they came up against Kansas in a strange game. But Kansas plays strange games, so Kansas goes out in front seven to nothing, and then uh, you uh, you know uh, Carolina comes back, and I think they scored uh, like sixteen in a row to take a sixteen point lead, and just before halftime they ended up with a fifteen point lead at halftime. Then Kansas comes out and you know outscores them, you know, and wins the game seventy two to sixty nine. So it got Kansas came back, and then it was nip and tuck at the end. You know, North, the, North yeah. Carolina had a couple leads late. Kansas was usually ahead by three to five point North Carolina would come back and take the lead so they really did but unfortunately uh, their center Baycott got hurt near the end that didn't help uh, I don't know if they would have still won, but they they missed a lot of three pointers at the end. They were down so well, and he was injured. His injury occurred in Saturday's game. It did, but yeah, he was playing on Saturday. it. But he reaggravated it on yeah. on Monday night. He did. He yeah. heard it near the end of Saturday's game, and he came back on Saturday and played. Uh, you know, up to the last five minutes, but then he fell and and really re injured it. So, but in Kansas, got the biggest comeback win in NCAA championship history. Uh, championship game. They were down by sixteen, which beats the old record that uh, Loyola of Chicago set against Cincinnati in 1963. And then, um, you know, they, they, uh, 
So Car- Carolina, now this is, this is an interesting thing. Carolina is seven and six in these championship games. I was able to get the Carolina broadcast on, on, um, uh, a station in Wilmington, North Carolina at the last minute. I was, I went through the whole state of North Carolina to find them on the stream, <laughs> but I did. And because- inter- another interesting thing with that also, Carolina in the last 25 years, when ahead by 15 or more, Going into last night, it was 161 and 0. Now they're 161 and 1. Wow. 15 or more. Yeah, there's yeah. that. And, and, you know, but the thing is, I wanted to hear the Carolina announcers. You know, Jones, Jones Angel, of course, used to work with Woody Durham, and Durham. He was the third man in the booth. And, of course, uh, Eric Montross is very good. So I really wanted to hear those guys because, you know, I'm just used to listening to them. And I was kind of rooting for Carolina because they're an ACC team. But uh, this is this will be good for, for Rick. And this is going to in the in this will tell you what not to do in the lottery in Kansas. Okay, so Kansas has won their fourth championship. They won it in 52, 88, 08, and 22. Rick, when you play used to play the dogs, what were your favorite numbers? Two and eight. They were. Yeah, you got two and eight all the time and did very well at it. And, and Bill Self, Bill Self has half the championships for Kansas, 08 and 22, because Fog Allen in 52, Larry Brown in 88. Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. And, and, and with but, that, four uh, championships. Yeah. Someone on Twitter tweeted last night, four, they have four championships. That is one less number than the tier one violations they are being investigated for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the violation. That was it. We had the Roy Williams Bowl and you had the violation bowl. They've both been invest- yeah. investigated. If for Hubert Davis. And Kansas still is, under, I guess, under investigation. Yeah, Kansas if Hubert Davis is. had won the game last night, he would have been the first coach ever to win the championship his first year for the full season. Now, Steve Fisher did win when he came in to replace uh, who, who was that guy that went off uh, from uh, Bill Frieder. Bill Frieder. Bill Frieder. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, when Michigan just, oh, you're going to New Mexico? Okay, why don't you go now? Arizona, yeah. Arizona, was it? Yes, and that's right. Yeah, it was Arizona. He was going to Arizona. Arizona, and and then uh, they they caught fire and won the the title. And, uh, you know, so, but this would have been the first year, a a first-year coach, first time a first-year coach would have won the the title. So Carolina is 7-6 in these games, and it was a rematch of the 1957 game, which was a triple overtime before the shot clock, 54-53 game with Will Chamberlain on Kansas and North Carolina. Carolina beat them. So, uh, and actually, Kansas has beaten them four or five times in a row in the NCAA now. You know, North Carolina. So, yeah. Well, anyway. and, you know, I mean, I was kind of, kind of. I don't know. I couldn't root for Kansas. You can't root for a team in your own conference. I can. I can. You can't root for them if you're a fan of another team. It's like uh, I couldn't root for you know Oklahoma to win a championship. I root for the conference because I, mean, I figure I, it, it makes the conference better, and people could say, "Hey, maybe they might come to BC because yeah, but no, we're going to play North Carolina, you know, or Duke or whatever." Like, so this is stuff yeah. the SEC does when one team wins a championship. They go, "Hey, we won a championship. We won." It's like, no, well, now I know yeah. I need to get used to that for the SEC for going there, but anyway, <laughs> but. But yeah, no, it was good. I mean, the tournament as a whole, there were there were a lot of ups and downs. I think you know if you look at the tournament as a whole, the Big Ten was the biggest bust. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, nine teams in, nobody in the Final Four. Like the Big Twelve probably did pretty good. Uh, Big Twelve and ACC probably had the best. ACC did yeah. very well. Three in the final eight. That was that was good for the yeah, ACC. Yeah, three in the final yeah. eight. Big Twelve had. Three Big Twelve had three in the final sixteen. Uh, you had four in the final. You know, so I mean, you you had. Uh, I mean, Big Twelve ACC probably had the best. Big Ten probably the biggest bust. Uh, well, Mountain West you can say is the biggest because they lost them all all four teams in the first. But uh, well, as a whole, Gonzaga, of course, the biggest bust. You know, not getting there again and not winning it. But yeah, I mean, they are, they are the um, Minnesota Vikings slash Buffalo Bills. Of and, the, they they're there all the time, but they just don't win us. And you know, it's like. 
And Kansas, North Carolina, you had uh, two of the four most teams with most wins for championships overall, I believe. Uh, to, well, I mean, Kansas tied now with uh, Villanova because Villanova had... Well, they know, Villanova, that Kentucky's got more and, uh, uh, you know... But there's uh, something about two of the four... There was a stat on teams with the most championship appearances. Or UCLA, something. well, maybe, I don't know, UCLA's up there, Kentucky's up there. Maybe appearances, yeah, because UCLA and Kentucky are up there, too, in appearances in the final yeah, championship game. championship appearances, yeah. Cause, and Duke, well, of course, has a high number, too, I'm sure. So Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was going to be three of the top four. You had a chance for championship appearances co- coming out at Duke, Carolina, and Kansas. You would have had two of the four. I was thinking today, though, you know, the only two teams in this century to win – championships that hadn't won a championship in the last century were Syracuse in 03 and Baylor last year. It's really kind of, okay, this year Duke wins it, next year Kentucky. Now it's going to be Carolina. Now it's going to be Kansas. It goes around, the Villanova sneaks in. It goes around kind of, you know, you don't have, Villanova and Georgetown got in there in the 80s, you know, and that was, and NC State did. But basically, when when it seems to be that it's like the, you just pass the trophy around between well, the five or six And Villanova, schools. Villanova, when, I mean, they won, but when they, like I said, when they won in the 80s, there was a Cinderella team where this now, Villanova has become one of the more dominant ones. Right. I mean, every time Jay Wright goes, but Kansas, you know, Bill Self, I mean, let's, we're going to see, see what happens. Hubert Davis, I think, built the foundation. I mean, they were an eight seed. They were an eight seed, and a lot of people forget that. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So, so we this f- tournament, though, it, it it had a cheer of close games, and it had some upsets, of course, with St. Peter's and stuff. But on a whole, it, it, I don't think it had the buzzer beaters that we usually get. No. No. Not, not, not as many. And, of course, not now, and now, of course, we know that Shaheen Holloway has gone to Seton Hall, and now the players are starting to exit uh, yep. St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. I think three well, or four of them have gone into the portal already. And yeah, also that heard this. LSU. 11 players, all of them in the transfer portal from LSU. I heard that one also. Yeah. You know, you wonder how big in one given school the portal is. You know, you have to, like, design these things. It's got to be very crowded. They're all 11 players that put themselves in wanting to leave. Now, the interesting interesting thing with the portal, and I think this is why coaches don't like it, um, is kids will put themselves in there. Um, In some cases, they know they want to leave, but in some cases, I'm just going to put myself in there to see what I what kind of who comes and talks to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I might I might pull out and come back. But you know, there's a yeah. there's a, a downside to a kid doing that too. What if you put yourself in there, and then your your coach then replaces you on the roster, <laughs> and then you decide, well, I want to come back. That coach has the right to say, well, no, you went into the portal, you're out. That's yep. right, and that has happened. That did happen last year. Yeah, I, th- well, I, th- I think what you're going to see is mm-hmm. the portal is really popular now, but there's so many kids that go in there and there's not enough spots for everybody. I think you're going to see eventually you're not going to see near as many go in there because it's going to settle down once the newness of it wears off. It's a little like the NFL quarterback. You know how you have now, of course, we've had some big names move this year and and, and this and that with Russell Wilson. But you you often have an almost a trade where somebody like a Nick Foles will go here and a Carson Wentz will go there. You know, those kind of level quarterbacks, just sort of the journeymen, go from one team to another just because, well, they need a quarterback because they lost this guy, so they picked up that guy. And it's almost like a trade, but it's not a trade. You know, that's what you might start to get with the portal, you know. 
So anyway, a few notes. Thad Mata is back to uh, to Butler as a head coach. He, of course, coached Ohio State at one point. He's a Butler alumnus, and he uh, and he coached them in the early 2000s. Remember, though, and, he was retiring for health reasons. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, so, so was well, Ohio. I, th- I, th- I, th- yeah. I think is- it was. Pro- I think it was probably you can leave, or we're going to leave you. It, yeah. What is it? What is it with Ohio State coaches and health reasons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Kim Kim Mulkey was named the AP Coach of the Year. Pierre told us from LSU because I guess they only had won two games last year and they had a decent season for the women. Yeah. And I I think Ed Cool did Ed Cooley win the uh, Naismith? He, did, he won he the did, Naismith yes. Coach of the Year, and that's good from Providence. He had a good year. And, and the then, award comes out today. I don't. Uh, okay. Maybe, so. But Eric, I mean, Eric, I called you Eric, and I don't certainly mean to call you Eric, but I want Sean to talk. He knows what he's going to talk about. Eric Church. Why don't you talk about our friend Eric Church? I was going to do that in the panel, but I, you know, I had the other uh, stuff. Okay. It's, it was one of the biggest college basketball stories this week, I think. Well, and, you know, Eric Church, of course, those of you who don't know, he's country singer, kind of that rogue country type. He's been popular about the last 15 years or so. And, Last Tuesday night, after our show, of course, he sent out an email to his fans and saying, hey, guys, this may be the most selfish thing I'm going to do. I know he had sold out 18,000 seats at the AT&T Center in San Antonio this past Saturday night. And he goes, it's the most selfish, but I'm leaving. I'm going to cancel the concert on Saturday because... It's a historic event. I want to see North Carolina play Duke. It's never happened. I want to be there, and it's at the same time as the concert. And you know, I really want to. I want to be there. I know it's the most selfish thing, but I apologize. And he calls his fans the church choir. He calls them the choir. That's what he calls his fans. So of course, he's like, I apologize. I know, but you can understand. It's like if you have your job, and then something big comes up, and you have a chance to go. Now, here's the other thing, Eric Church. Didn't graduate from North Carolina. He graduated from Appalachian State. And his concerts, he had one in Fort Worth Friday, one in San Antonio Saturday. He's off till this Saturday where he plays in New Orleans, ironically. And now he announced on Sunday he's going to make it up to the fans and he's going to play a free concert at the Whitewater Amphitheater in New Braunfels, Texas, just north of San Antonio. Whitewater Amphitheater seats 5,600 people. So he's going to have to do three shows if he wants to make it up to all 18,000. Well, and I'll bet he doesn't do that, man. No. no, I bet he doesn't do. But yeah, he he was there. He was there at the games. But yeah, and there's a, at a bar in San Antonio and. Fiesta is going on in San Antonio. It's a big festival all over downtown San Antonio, but the AT&T Center is not east east of San Antonio. It's not near the Fiesta stuff, but there's a bar in San Antonio. What they did, you could go in on Saturday if you had an Eric Church ticket, show the door, you got two free beers and a Duke t-shirt. That's good. Two free beers and a Duke t-shirt. But yeah, so Eric Church was not very popular in San Antonio and if you think about it, Saturday concerts are different than like a weekday concerts because people travel. Oh, sure. The weekend, you know, yeah. they come in. Uh, they like people coming up from the Rio Grande Valley. Somebody flew his mother in from Miami to Austin, and then got to, was going to take her down to San Antonio and all this. And yeah. you know, like um, I said, I've never been to the. Uh, so, but yeah, that's that's your pop culture basketball story that always comes out. <laughs> well, we <laughs> have two. We have two pieces of breaking news that have just come across. One of them 
would, would could go here, and the other one is in the NFL. That one is simply okay. the Rams signing punter Riley Dixon from okay. used to be with the Giants. Okay. But the yeah. big news here so, is, he had a lot of practice last year, so he's ready, yeah. ready to go. The big news here, though, is Big Twelve Commissioner Bob Bowlesby is stepping down uh, as the shakeup continues. <laughs> okay. Oh. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of people that are happy to see him go. <laughs> you know, if they could have gotten rid of him before the SEC thing, and they would have done some proactive moves before. But oh, Bob. Well, I, I know I know Stanford was happy to get rid of him, Perry, because he was the athletic director at Stanford before he took the Big Twelve commissioner's job, and uh, people in Stanford were very pleased to watch him leave real quick. Mm. Okay. So I guess we can uh, ready for uh, to move on. So college, the off season of college basketball is officially underway. So we will be obviously throwing in uh, news of college basketball. The coaching carousel will move, and people, some notable names may go in the portal that people know, and uh, you know whatever. So and of course we'll be talking about college basketball players that are going to the NBA draft. There were a lot. I think there were a lot of NBA players out on that floor last night. There, there's some good. Oh, players. There, were, there were. Yeah. Oh yes, there were. Now That's somebody said somebody said last night, and we had said that Mitch Lightfoot was coming back for like his seventh year. Somebody yeah. said he that he was playing in his last game. It's like why is he playing in his last game? He's coming back. Yeah, who knows? Um, I don't think I. I think he, there was a report that he was, and now I think he's decided he's going to go ahead and go. Think. Yeah. Well, they won the title now, and again, if they get hit with sanctions, you know, whatever, may as well not uh, worry about that. But he could transfer. Yeah. No, may as well go to the yeah. NBA. Although, I guess what they were talking about on the Carolina game is that he's he's kind of skinny, so he maybe wants to bulk up a little bit because okay. they were talking about uh, how Baycott was, you know, he was going to. Uh, Montrose said it, and Montrose said it, and it happened right away that he's going to get called for. He's going to go in underneath, and they're going to call him for an offensive line foul because this guy's a lot smaller than he is. So you know, whatever. But anyway, okay. On to baseball, and here we go. We give on the basically the eve of baseball starts on Thursday if it, everything doesn't get rained out. Right. And, By the way, Bobby Witt Jr. of the Royals, who is the number one prospect, mm-hmm. uh, it was just announced he is going to make the team, and he will be in their starting lineup on Thursday. Okay, where does he play? Uh, he's an infielder. Okay, he was a pit- Bobby Witt was a pitcher, wasn't he? That's Except correct. His father, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was one of the fa- he was one of the famous people the A's got in return for Jose Canseco when they traded him to the Texas Rangers. Oh, okay. All right, and I, I think he picked pitch for uh, Toronto too, didn't he? Yes, he, yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, so the baseball season's about to start, and one of the things, Perry, you might want to. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but you might want to talk about how people can get. Uh, baseball schedules. Uh, until we get our Braille schedule, you're going to be putting up schedules from uh, XM. And uh, right. how, how do people go about getting those? Uh, they can listen. They, it, well, if you're on Fillmore, you just send a message to get into that group. Or if you're uh, Sean, I believe you put those up on the schedule board, right? Yeah, seven one two four three two three six four two board thirteen. Oh, they so will be they will there. be there, and um, they're going to do it a little bit different this year. Normally, you know, it's been the National League games are one eighty three to one eighty nine, and the American League was one seventy six to one eighty two. Well, now starting, it, it looks like unless they do it this way and then they change back again, which sometimes they do. You you never quite know about them. Um, they're starting with one seventy five, and they're doing it like on a, by the time. So if a game starts at one, it'll be on one seventy five, and it starts. You know, the next one is one seventy six, one seventy seven, and on up the dial. So you're. You go more now by time than you do the league of where you're 
your that's team actually is. a good idea. I, if yeah, they do it, that, it that's actually that's a good probably idea. something they should have done long ago. Yeah, it is. So for, for baseball, so we have a thing starting right off, uh, and uh, Rick was talking about it earlier that they were talking about the Mets very well could be rained out tomorrow or Thursday in Washington because this is a coastal storm. One of these, uh, you know, April not a nor'easter. It's not that bad, but it's just going to be rainy all through the uh, New England and and down into the Mid Atlantic states. And they're going to supposed to be playing the uh, Nationals at four oh five on Thursday, but then the first Apple TV game that would not be locally broadcast would be on Friday night, uh, which would be the Nationals, perhaps, uh, and, and uh, Mets' home o- uh, opener because uh, they wouldn't have played on Thursday. So that could be very strange. I guess the good um, news is if they do get rained out, it is early enough in the season that th- there's plenty of time to make them up, unless you're like true, an yeah. inner league or something like that. Then you have to yeah. do it quickly. Yeah, and the thing is because they don't have a day. Like the Red Sox and Yankees have a scheduled day off on on uh, Friday, they've moved, I'm sure they moved the game up to Thursday to make it the opening game and then left that day off on Friday. But the Nationals and Mets were scheduled to play a four-game series, so they probably won't play a doubleheader right away. They usually put I would not. Off, I wouldn't think so. If, if they right. did, they would probably do it on Sunday. So the winner of the Weiner Award for the week is Brian Cashman. Because Brian Cashman of the Yankees decided to whine about the Houston that we shouldn't be we shouldn't say that the Yankees didn't win a World Series since 2009 because that's not right because they would have won the World Series in 2017 if only those dastardly Astros hadn't cheated and you know it's like forget the Dodgers not that the Dodgers were any good they would have just totally right. gone in there and beaten them because you know whatever but this is ridiculous I can't believe that sounds like a you know a caller from uh, you know Queens calling in on FAN saying something like that and this is oh. now now this is the same Brian Cashman that has Garrett Cole on his team, the same one that has Marwin Gonzalez on his team, right. and who has in his broadcast booth Carlos Beltran, who, if you believe what you hear, was the head of all this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Car- Carlos Beltran is now going to be a member of the Yankees broadcast team on Yes. And of course, oh, Beltran yeah. that yesterday did an interview with Michael K, and not- nothing versus Michael K. But that's his broadcast partner. Shouldn't you do right. an interview with somebody who might actually be a little bit tougher with you? You know, you don't let seem. Ma- hey, let, you don't. Let you don't see. Yeah, you okay. don't see. You don't seem contrite or anything else. Why? You know. No, and the Yankees haven't done much. You know, and the other thing fans down there are complaining about, and we'll talk about the pick, our picks, but also the ESPN picks later. The, you know, and I don't know why the Yankees are rated as highly as they are. They're very overrated. If they, if it was college basketball, you could sit there and yell overrated because I just don't see it. They didn't do anything in the off season, and now you know they they're they're saying, well, we're saving our money. We're not getting in on story. We're not getting in on these people because we're saving our money because we're going to go get Aaron Judge. Well, they haven't gotten Aaron Judge yet either. Yeah. So that's what and the Yankee fans are and, saying. And Brian Cashman, weren't your Yankees one of the teams that they also had about them being involved yeah. in some of the That is correct. Yeah. And, and remember that they are now appealing a court ruling that remember we reported this what was it last week that a court said they had to re- MLB had to release a letter written to the Yankees about sign stealing. Well, they're appealing it. Doesn't that tell you they know that MLB thought something was there? Yeah. That's right. Yep. Right. So this is just totally, I mean, that's unprofessional. I can't believe that a, a, a professional would say something like that. And, you know, I mean, that's something a fan would say, maybe a broadcaster, if you, you know, real homer, but a professional in the, in the field. And he's a smart man. I don't know. 
He's just trying to deflect, but he's actually caused himself more trouble because people will say, well, why don't you sign? You know, don't worry about that. Why don't you sign Aaron Judge? Why don't you do this? Why didn't well, you? Well, th- I think, you know, I think he made his hay when he had George Steinbrenner as, as the owner in Georgia. Right. I mean, there, th- let's be fair. There was not a budget under George. He's running. No. He's working with a budget now. Yeah, and let's face it, guys. He's been the GM there since what ninety eight. Uh, At least hasn't he been there a little bit too long? Wouldn't it Wouldn't it be time for the new? Well, you know, if you're producing, if you're Red Auerbach, you can stay as long as you want, and you you keep rebuilding yeah. and 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 yeah, creating Riley, championships in different areas. You know, yeah, Miami too. And, and yeah. remember, and remember what Brian Cashman used to look at. It it wasn't the Astros that caused his team to hit a buck fifty six. That's on no. his team. Oh, That's right. Yep. So speaking of teams that do spend, uh, the Dodgers went out and got Craig Kimbrell from uh, the White Sox for an outfielder, AJ uh, Pollock. Pollock, and apparently, and that was a that good old was, that was a good old fashioned baseball trade. The money was the money was pretty close. The players, you know, it was one for one. That was a good yeah. old fashioned baseball trade. So maybe maybe Jamal's happy now. We'll find out. You know, for his right fielder, maybe that's what he wanted. Uh, so the umps are going to announce this year uh, the results. I don't know. Is it going to? Do we know if it's going to be the umpire in chief all the time? It'll the be the crew chief. chief. It'll be the crew it'll chief. Be the, it'll be yep. the crew chief. It will announce uh, the results of replay. So that is good. So I mean, if hockey referees could say number twenty three, two minutes for hooking, I think they can manage to do this. You know, this That's is correct. And but the Mets are starting off the same way they were last year. One of the biggest <laughs> stories of the Mets was the injuries. And now Jacob DeGram uh, was uh, stretched, and then he uh, went to uh, do an MRI on April 1st, and they say, oh, it doesn't look good. We're going to do redo it again at the end of the month, so at least be out for four weeks before oh, it's, even. And it's going to be longer than that because he's he's going to have to ramp back up. So you're yeah, looking at, yeah. at, oh, least, yeah. at least two months without him. Probably. And, that's, a, yeah, that's, and right. that's assuming that everything comes back good. That's yeah, right. and, yeah, but it, it sounds like they maybe just should have – just putting the bullet last year and done the surgery and and been done with it, but I don't know. And then what's Matt Matt Max Scherzer's uh, situation right uh, now? He is right going now? to do a infield something tomorrow, and they're going to decide at that point if he starts on Thursday. Uh, he was supposed to do a throwing session today, but today, yeah, right, and I, he and he did, but they want to make sure that he feels well tomorrow. Okay, Bob Uecker, because I, I had heard this on the Brewers broadcast on uh, Friday about this uh, DeGrom situation. And he's saying he thinks what the problem is is all pitchers all the time throw as hard as they can when they're in. And, yes, they're on pitch counts and, you know, whatever. But if you throw as hard as you can all the time, you know, you're going to put a lot more strain on your arm and your career's not going to be as long. So Uh that's his theory. You know? And more and more Mets news uh, to make New York Mets fans really happy. Taiwan Walker today uh, not only gave up six runs in his outing, but apparently he hurt his knee. So uh, he may be out a while. So uh, if you're the New York Mets starting in the, in the New York Mets starting rotation, uh, you may want to protect yourself a little better because it looks like they're going to start with their first three guys. Steve, Steve Cohen may have to go way, and he's, their payroll is almost $300 million. He may have to go over that now. Yeah. Well, the, yep. the, A, the A's still have a pitcher that everybody would like. So <laughs> That's, right. Yeah. That's right. So the uh, Angels designated Justin Upton for assignment. So he will, once he clears waivers, he'll be, and he would have made $28 million, but once he clears waivers, 
the team can pay the minimum for. I guess he'll still does he get, still get his money though. I guess he does. He, he, yes, he does. Yes, he will. Still, he will still get his twenty eight million from the Angels. From the Angels, but, but the and, team will pay the league minimum. Hey, could go back to Tampa Bay. You know, yeah. that, that sounds good to me. Uh, so anyway, for the league minimum, uh, and so I forget when how long that takes. Uh, for him to clear, uh, but that will be any day t- now. It usually takes just a few days. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he'll be cleared by Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. So, Robert, Sean Mania went from Oakland to, to uh, San Diego for two more prospects. How many prospects you got now, uh, Robert? Um, in the four trades, we've collected, I think, 15 prospects. And uh, uh, rumor has it that Montas may be out the door by Thursday. So, like I said, the Mets uh, Mets may be calling. So, you know, and uh, we're and you may get more. You may get more out of the Mets because the Mets are probably desperate now. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. And well, we're we're we're, we're pathetic. Our <laughs> current pay, yeah. our current our current payroll without Montas leaving is thirty two million six hundred thousand. Now, once Montas leaves, because he, he's due to get a raise this year because of arbitration, we'll be under we'll be under under thirty million, and it, 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 it's pathetic. I I can predict we're going to finish last, and we're going to lose over a hundred games. I mean, now, and, 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 and Robert, and, I heard that the uh, that the payroll right now is almost exactly the same as it was in '91, the A's payroll. Yeah, and, but then they were the number one team in payroll in the league back then. <laughs> that yeah. that is that is correct. And and they had a different owner back then. They didn't mind spending. And they're making um, and and they're, the whole payroll is less than I think it's five players uh, are making by themselves in the yeah, exactly. like twelve million less than Sergio. Yeah, yeah. Right. so it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I, um, I I'm in for a long season, and I already know that. So you know. Okay, so now that I, I got an item here, and I wanted to get some clarification, and I figured I'd ask on the show. So the, we have this pitchcom thing, which is like this electric eye, I guess, who calls Correct. the ball. And they just and, and Chris, they just approved it today that teams can't use it this season. Yeah. Okay. What so it is? What it is? How's it going to work? It, what it it they, the catcher has a uh, thing on his wrist where he pushes buttons, and then it's in the in the cap of the pitcher and usually one of the infielders wears it mm-hmm. to give the signs that is supposed to help the sign stealing. I, I mentioned this a couple of years ago. Why couldn't they implement something like football, you know, and then they wouldn't have all these, this cheating and stuff, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, how the linebacker, I think it's a linebacker normally in football that, that wears the green dot on his helmet. The Mike man, they call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. So this is good. So, so the teams, I guess will uh, they'll, they'll start to see if they, they like it, huh? Yeah. Right. I know, the, I know the twins are going to use it. Okay. All right. So uh, we had a little uh, confusion. We we said last week that we thought that the only teams that weren't going to travel, uh, announcing-wise, were the Orioles and the Nationals, both radio and TV. Now it seems we're not sure about Nationals radio. They may travel from something that we've been hearing. But now we're hearing Toronto team uh, will not be allowed to travel because Correct. the Canadian government has said they can't travel, both radio right. and TV. So uh, that's too bad because, uh, you know, but the other teams we think can go in there. I'm pretty sure that already oh, we've had. Breyer. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're getting a little. Uh... Uh, you have to be muted, Jerry. So anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah so the, the uh, teams, uh, I think, can go in and broadcast. I'm pretty sure the Sixers announced they can, was they up can, there. Yes. You know, last on yeah. Monday or Sunday. We'll find so, out. The Rangers, yeah. the, I think it's the Rangers that play up there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know Dan Shulman if he has ESPN radio obligations, which I don't think he does. Or I know I don't. No, he only playoffs. does game. He only does games during the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, and then again, he's obviously done with basketball, so he'll be basically up there in Toronto. So mm-hmm. at least for the time being. Okay. Yeah. So we have a couple more items here, and then we do have one death to cover of a significant player, and then we can start our predictions and then go see what ESPN said. So we have uh, Jake uh, Eisenberg will be the third man in the Mets booth. Howie Rose is going to miss, uh, what, 30 to 40 uh, about games, 30, I guess? About 20 30, 30 games. 30 yeah. games, and yeah. most of them are going to be on the West Coast. Yes, and so he's the voice of the Omaha Storm Chasers, and you say he's pretty good. Uh, yes, he is pretty good, yes. Okay, and Ed Coleman retired as the Mets uh, host. He's from this area, from Malden, Massachusetts, and used to work at uh, ITS years ago. I used to call him up all the time, and he almost got to know where who I was. But, um, you know, cause I called him on Saturday morning shows and stuff. He was very good, and uh, I guess he's just retiring fully also from FAN, and that's it. And, again, he's about five years younger than me, so this is getting scary. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but then uh, Brad uh, – Helmer, Helmer, Heller, Heller, Heller will be taking over. Yeah, Heller will be and taking people should, over. And people should recognize that voice because he works with uh, Westwood One in the studio quite a bit. He did your, like yeah. during the NCAA, he did your scoreboards and things like that. So you should recognize yeah. that voice. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then we have uh, one death to report in baseball. Tommy Davis uh, from, uh, he was was in the major leagues from 1959 and uh, through 76. And, of course, he played mostly for the Dodgers. He played one game in 59 for the Dodgers, but he was there from 59 through 66. The Mets, though, he didn't start to bounce around. He was with the Mets, the White Sox, Seattle, Pilots, Houston, Oakland, uh, Cubs, back to Oakland, back to the Cubs, Baltimore, California, and Kansas City. He was an all-star in the two games in 62 and uh, and then the 63 uh, all-star as well. He won the World Series in uh, 63 and 65 with the Dodgers. He was he was uh, injured in uh, 65. He wasn't in the World Series. But in 62 and 63, he won the batting title. And uh, in 62, uh, let's see, well, in, for, for his overall career, he had 294, 153 home runs, 1,052 RBIs. He had 153 RBIs in 62, and he was uh, the most valuable player that year. That's still the Dodgers record. And he had 230 hits that year, also a Dodgers record. And then uh, he was... Uh, uh, you know, as I said, the 80 MVP in 1962, he died at 83 years old and uh, he died of um, melanoma. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's Gene Chu. I don't think we got a cause on, on him. We're going to be talking about Gene yeah. Chu from the NBA later. So anyway, so that's it on Tommy Davis, a good player. And, uh, you know, uh, for especially, I think he had a lot of injuries. I, I think that uh, that's why he kind of slowed down in the middle there. So any more baseball stuff before we do No, but before we before we do our picks, uh, Jerry, if you want to unmute, you'll be able to uh, talk one, before one we of, take just one, a second to do our picks. One other baseball note. I read this morning that on April 15th, when everybody wears the Jackie Robinson number 42, all uniforms will be, will be in the color of Dodger blue. Correct. So, yeah. Okay. So, so that'll go. make it easy to tell what's going on in the game. <laughs> Very That's much. Correct. Jerry, are you with oh. us? I'm with you. Uh, I'm okay, sorry about that. My go ahead. Work. Yeah. My go ahead, Jerry. Wouldn't work. Okay. <laughs> go, go ahead, Jerry. What would you like to say? If he, 
<laughs> One of us, <laughs> Alphonse and Gaston here. Yes. Go ahead, Jerry. First of all, uh, I, uh, oh, Chris, I should have called you last night. I, uh, WBT really made me mad because they cut off right when the game came on. So I had to listen to give credit to Learfield. I listened to WHB the whole way along. Yeah. And uh, if, did you put the in the phone group? Did you put the call letters to that station? In I Willie? didn't know the call letters because it was ESPN six thirty in, uh, and I wasn't getting clear call letters. Remember, when I do it on the stream, I don't really have to have the call letters. And sometimes yeah. when he puts it in, it things have changed. The profile that's there is sometimes not even up to date. So, right. but it was ESPN six thirty, and I don't remember the call letters. But uh, okay. if you'd said ESPN six thirty in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, you might have gotten it. Okay. Yeah, because I did ESPN Wilmington. That's the how I checked it. Yeah, okay. All right. And uh, the Pirates uh, finished their spring training at 7-7-4. Wow. Okay. uh, I'll suffer right along with you, Robert. Uh, Did you you get the trivia question today, Jerry? No, I had a uh, I had an appoint I had a foot doctor appointment. It was in the sixth Re- inning when I back. I'll give it to you real quick, real quick here. Jack Morris started for three teams on opening day. Can you name one of them? Oh. I just had to name one. Oh, yep. that's Tigers. Easy. That's easy. No, no, no don't, don't give me. Go ahead, Jerry. Tigers. That's yeah, what I'm that ready. you got it. <laughs> the Blue Jays and the Twins were the other ones. Right. That's right. And, and Jack Morris started on opening day on, in 1986, and Dwight Evans hit the first pitch out of the ballpark that to start is, the Red Sox pennant winning season. There you go. There you go, so, Jerry. Anyway, okay. All right. Oh, I forgot. We have a, had a trade. We had Austin Meadows to Detroit for infielder um, Isaac per, uh, Paredes. Yep. And Pedro Severino was uh, suspended, a Milwaukee catcher, for 80 games because he used a PED. He said he didn't know it was a PED because he was in the Dominican Republic and it was prescribed to him. They give these guys a list. They need to look at the list, but they don't. And they <laughs> and get suspended three, for this time. The, and the sad part about that story is it sounds like the only reason he was doing it at all is he and his wife were trying to start a family and he was... correct. Yeah, um, you know, but you still so need it's, to look. it's it's kind of sad, but yet nonetheless. And remember now, if the Brewers make the playoffs, which I believe they will, he cannot go to the playoffs. Oh, that that's right. Correct. That's right. And uh, there were three other players that were suspended, but they're all free agents. Okay. All so. right. So, okay. So I guess it's prediction time. It is. So I'm going to run them down quickly. My predictions in the East. I'm picking the Red Sox because I can't, because they're good enough that, uh, you know, and they're going to be making moves during the year. Heimblum does not sit idly by. So I'm going to pick the Red Sox over Toronto. I think Toronto certainly has improved, but they haven't won anything yet. And they haven't even won a postseason game in this regime. They got swept two years ago. So Red Sox, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Yankees fourth. Uh, Baltimore last, of course. In the Central, I'm going with the White Sox, Twins, Detroit, Kansas City, and Cleveland. In the West, Houston, and that should be about a lot. Seattle, the Angels, Texas, and uh, Roberts A's. Oh, my it, God. And uh, the Reds, uh, for the playoff teams in the American League, I've got the Red Sox, the White Sox, Houston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota, and, uh, so, and, and, and Houston going to the World Series. In the National League, now, now Robert, real, real, real quick, Robert, that's Houston, Seattle. I don't think that's going to be that far off, is it? No, no, it's okay. not. Seattle should no. be pretty good. Go ahead, go ahead Chris. Yes. They, they were they were okay last year. Yeah, we'll see what they can do. All right, in the National League East, I'm picking the Braves, then the Mets, Philadelphia, Miami, Washington, 
Central, Milwaukee, St. Louis, the Cubs. I'm still picking them third. ESPN does not particularly agree. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. In the West, the Dodgers, San Francisco, San Diego, Colorado, and Arizona. So for the uh, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and the Dodgers as the division winners, Met, I'm still picking them in the playoffs. They may have struggled, but we'll see with the injuries if they don't stop, that's for sure. Mets, St. Louis, and San Francisco, and the Dodgers to uh, to be in there from the National League. Dodgers to be Houston four games to two. So that's my pick. Rick. Rick. Uh, it's almost exactly <laughs> almost exactly the same. Um, the, the only difference in the American League is I have Toronto first, the Red Sox second. Um, the a, Central is the same thing. Um, the West is the same. <laughs> um, and I have the, the same playoff teams, but I have Toronto going to the World Series. Okay. Um, in the National League, uh, pretty much Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia. I got uh, Washington ahead of Miami. That's a, that's a difference, I guess. Um, I got Central is exactly the same. Milwaukee, St. Louis, uh, Chicago, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. And the only difference in the West is I got uh, Arizona fifth, uh, fourth and Colorado fifth. And I have the Dodgers in the World Series, and the Dodgers beating Toronto four to one. Okay. I think right. in the in the American League, I will go with the Blue Jays to win the East, then the Red Sox, uh, Tampa, Yankees, and uh, Baltimore. Central um, is exactly the same. The White Sox, Twins, um, you know, on down the line there. The West, I have the Mariners. I think the Mariners are finally going to do it because DePoto claims he can still add more, and then Houston, and then the same after that. In the East, in the National League, the Braves, Mets, Phillies, Marlins, Nationals, uh, in the Central, Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, Reds, Pirates, and in the West, it's going to be Dodgers, uh, Padres, Giants, Rockies, and Diamondbacks. And uh, I think the playoff teams, it, it, they'll be, I think the Padres, the Mets, and the Cardinals all get in, you know, along with the division winners. And I think it's going to be the uh, Dodgers and the Blue Jays in the World Series. And we'll go with Toronto. Okay. Uh, well, okay. for me... Let's see if Bill, if Bill is yeah, here. I'm here. Oh, yeah. Bill. Bill, go ahead, Bill. Sorry. I'll just make one real quick. Mine is pretty much like Chris's, except I like <clears throat> Toronto to beat the Red Sox. Pretty much everything with Perry and the National League. I think the Cardinals are going to make it a much closer race with yeah, I think the will. Brewers. Yeah. But... Uh, it, when it all comes out, I think it's going to be Toronto and the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are going to win again. That's a popular okay. World Series pick, Robert. It is. Yeah. A lot of people are doing well, it. Uh, well, for the American League East, I, uh, I, now I'm going to be a little biased here on a few of these. Um, I'm going to take Toronto to win the East. Uh, uh, I mean, come on. Matt Chapman gets to go to, get to, uh, play for a winning team and actually advance in the playoffs. So good for him. Uh, Toronto in the East, uh, Chicago in the Central. And I agree with Perry. It's time for Seattle to win. And I, I agree with, uh, DePoto. I think, uh, the Mariners ownership has always been able to spend. I think they will spend. And besides, Houston may make the playoffs, but it's time for them not to be a division winner. Uh, in the National League, I'm going to, again, I'm going to be a little biased here. I'm going to take the Braves. Matt Olson gets to do the same thing that Matt Chapman gets to do, actually win in the playoffs. Um, uh, so Atlanta in the East, 
uh, Milwaukee in the central, and of course the Dodgers in the west. However, I, and I do agree with Perry, I think the Giants will be third, the Padres will finish second. Uh, I think uh, the Giants, I think they'll have to battle to make the playoffs, so I don't know if they will, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't. It, it depends. I think it's going to depend on the trading deadline, who's willing to spend and who's got to get rid of what. So, And uh, I like, uh, for the World Series, uh, definitely Toronto and the Dodgers. And uh, I think the Dodgers will win it again. So David should be happy. Uh, Sean. Let's see. Sean, go ahead. Okay, I have Pittsburgh and the A's in the World Series now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was 1972 almost, uh, Sean. Yeah, that, that no, was All right, well, yeah. yeah, of course, American League, I got Toronto, Boston, Tampa Bay, the Yankees, and Baltimore. Then I got the same as everybody in the Central with Chicago winning in Minnesota and then on down in the West. I got Seattle, Houston Angels, Rangers, A's, right. and then my wild cards. Of course, in the American League, in the wild card, I got uh, – Tampa Bay and Boston and uh, Houston as my wild cards there. And then in the National League, I got the Braves, Mets, Phillies, Marlins National, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Cubs, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Dodgers, Padres, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies. I have Milwaukee, San Diego, and San Francisco as my wild cards coming out of there. And I have Toronto and the Dodgers, and I think Mm Toronto is going to win it. Okay. All right, so well, what does Jim, ESPN Jim, think? Well, hold, they, hold on. Before we go to what ESPN thinks, we want to know what Jamal thinks. <laughs> so, Jamal, if you want to unmute, tell us what Jamal thinks. Yeah. A couple things here. Did you get your right fielder, first of all? Uh, looks like Pollock is a right fielder. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be happy with that, Jamal. I wish, you know, be, wish, you know, be, it'd be fine better than putting, uh, Andrew Vaughn out there, a guy with a first baseman by trade. Damn, they were getting hurt fooling around out there, and he cut that mess out. But with all that being said, I think the White Sox are winning the AL Central again. They'll hold off the Minnesota Twins. I agree Toronto will win the East, and I think winning the West, my guess is it's going to be, it could be Seattle or it could be Houston. Okay. And in the National League, I like the, the Dodgers to come out of the West. Probably a Braves to come out of the East and the Nash, the Central. My guess is the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay, there yep. you go, Jamal. Good job. Okay, yeah. thanks, Jamal. There you go. All right, we ready? Anything else, Jamal? Or nope. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. We'll, we'll, All right, we'll so go this, through what they uh, did. The ESPN, they gave they we'll gave the NFL and the NBA. Yeah, we'll do the finish up here with the CSPN ranking of teams one through thirty and. The AL East is loaded because you'll see that four of them are in the top 11. So that's that's pretty good. Number one, the Dodgers. Number two, Toronto. So they're agreeing with you guys, a lot of you. Number three, Atlanta. Number four, the White Sox. I'm surprised the White Sox are that high, but four is what they have them. Number five, Houston. Again, Houston beat them pretty good during the postseason last year, but anyhow. Number six, the Yankees, who, again, did nothing, and I think are too high. Number seven, Milwaukee. Number eight, the Mets. And again, that's you know, these picks, I'm sure, were done a week or two ago before yeah. all these injuries started to happen. Right. So. Right. Number nine, Tampa Bay. Number 10, San Francisco. Number 11, the Red Sox. So the Red Sox, even at number 11, only have an eight. They start with the, like 10 to 1 for the Dodgers. They're at 18 to 1. Then the odds get a lot higher after the Red Sox. So it's really 
like the top 11 and every everybody else. But they've got the Red Sox as fourth in that. But I think they would probably uh, tell you that maybe they would make the uh, playoffs. So number 12, San Diego, 13, Philadelphia, 14, Seattle, 15, the Cardinals, 16, the Angels, 17, Minnesota, 18, Detroit, 19, Miami, 20, Cleveland, 21, Texas, 22, the Cubs. That low, Perry, do you think? No, not that low. I, I don't think so either. 23, Kansas City, 24, Washington, 25, Cincinnati, 26, Colorado, 27, Arizona, 28, Oakland. Hey, had a two teams there, Robert. Not bad. We know what 29, the fabulous Pittsburgh Pirates, and number 30, equally fabulous Baltimore Orioles. So there you go. See, what the, I'll, the I'll tell you, Chris, what the Cubs are doing. And I watched a lot of them this weekend because I really wanted to, you know, kind of figure out what they were going to be before the season. Here's what the Cubs are doing. They're signing a lot of these guys, kind of like the Giants did last year, mm-hmm. and they're hoping to get lucky. And if they can get, you know, lucky and you know find half of them or two thirds yeah. or whatever yeah yeah you may you may be able to win enough to sneak you into the playoffs and if you can right. sneak into the playoffs then you got a chance yeah i thought the cubs were that was kind of low for them i would never have put them you know i had them third in the division and i think that's a logical pick but i, I mean, think that is down, a logical pick down down around into the 20s i don't think that makes and, a lot of sense uh, i would I put them ahead, the, i mean teams like the guardians i would put the cubs ahead of those teams yeah 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 and Tigers. i think the, i think yeah. the last three teams on that list I think are all guaranteed to lose at least 100 games. I would be so, curious to know like, what their over-unders were from Vegas. You know, 64, <laughs> 63, 61. You know, I'm sure they I were know not the, the Cubs are supposed to go 72 and 89. I think they'll be a little better than that. They're going to have a rain out? We already yeah. know? Okay. <laughs> That's what they said, 72 and 89. Did they? Okay, well. All right. So uh, any more baseball comments? But we, I'm so happy that we're going to start on time. Full stadiums. You know, back to normal, back to 2019. Except the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays don't have a full stadium. What, oh, what are they, what's the percentage they get? I don't know. And uh, one other thing that people should realize, there'll be 30 scheduled doubleheaders this year, uh, and all doubleheaders will be nine innings and not seven. Correct. So, and, yeah. and to remind people also, the Ghost Runner is returning. So. Yes. That will be around for extra innings. So mm-hmm. I think that's right. Now, now, one, th- one thing, and I know, Robert, you watch a lot more TV than I do, but I was watching the Cubs on TV and this weekend, and I watched just a little of it before the show today. We don't get this stuff in the regular season where we have all the other teams broadcast, do we? No. That's good. Because, uh, I mean, I don't have any problem with some of the guys I was hearing, but it's like, you know, if I turn on the Cubs, I want to hear about the Cubs because that's, <laughs> you know, like today, no, today it was Dave Raymond and CJ Nikowski, good announcers, but they don't yeah. know they don't know who's going to make the Cubs roster. No, right. uh, sometimes in spring training you will see um, TV outlets yeah. uh, do the do the broadcast for bo- for both teams. Okay, right, yeah. On to our okay. NFL, Chris. NFL. Okay, what do we got here? Well, we have. Tom Brady was not happy yet. He wasn't happy yet. So on Wednesday night, he decided, or he got them to do this. And I guess people are really mad up here. Some people, the talk show hosts, I mean, some are sycophants for Tom and he could do no wrong. But the talk show hosts that I've heard are mad. They think the ESPN is covering Tom's butt here. But this was obvious. I mean, Tom went in and he got Bruce uh, Arians fired 
and uh, kicked him upstairs into the front office. And Todd Bowles, one of the great former Jet coaches of all time, will be yeah. now the coach of Tampa Bay. And, and you I, know, not, I, not that Jets coaches can't ever succeed. Pete Carroll finally did, you know, and stuff. But, I mean, generally, they're horrible. And so nobody had anything nice to say about Todd Bowles. They said, uh, you know, uh, that, that was another comment that I heard on a talk show around here with one of the talk show hosts. Said, Every, anytime you hear from about Todd Bowles, they say, well, he's a great defensive coordinator. So now he's a head coach, whatever. Uh, I heard this was probably already decided when yeah. Tom was kind of coming back. It was before probably. Wednesday. It's just they say, they spaced the announcements out. Yeah, that was a heard. condition of coming back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but either way, he did it. I mean, it's not, you know, he's being, remember, we used to yell about Kobe doing it. We yell about LeBron doing it, you know, and this is what they, they one of the bigger picture here things about the NFL is maybe you can't do it with a bigger roster as the NFL has, but can one player control the way a team is operated? Aaron Rodgers tried to get rid of the GM. That didn't happen. But, you know, Brady has had that many more cards. With he's the only Super one. Bowl, you know, he's, well, so yeah, far he's the only George- one. He's their Jordan. He's their LeBron for the NFL. Well, you you know what? Aaron Rodgers has handicapped the Green Bay salary cap so bad. They don't have any wide receivers. So maybe Aaron Rodgers is doing damage to Green Bay. Well, Giselle knows what to do. He needs to run down and catch it himself. He knows how to do that. That's what what, uh, she said after the Super Bowl when she was complaining about the wide receivers. Yeah. But speaking of wide receivers, they can have a wide receiver. They can have Antonio Brown. And he wants yeah. someone to pay for his surgery yeah. because he's not going to have it till somebody does. And bear in mind, remember, have my surgery. remember, he's a Tom Brady guy, so he wants Antonio back. That's right. Oh, he could. Yeah. And he's the G. He, well, I'm no, sure he's the GM, he too, he besides. Chris, what he, yeah. he put, not only he could, he does want him back. Has yeah. he already said that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not surprised. Okay. And Daniel Snyder is getting in more and more trouble. Sean, you've been covering this. What? What, what's going on with old Daniel? All right. Well, there was a report coming out that came out earlier this week. Daniel Snyder, the fellow was keeping two books, and now we found out why, according to Bleacher Report and Barstool Sports. Apparently, Daniel Snyder was withholding money that's supposed to go into the revenue-sharing pot with the rest of the league. So, yeah, Daniel Snyder... Probably not long for this league as an owner. How about his wife, though? Can we get rid of her, too? Well, but I think, well, she's married. They'll, they'll make themselves somebody else, oh, even though she oh. technically, they're going to make them. They're going to make themselves to an outside person. They're going to make themselves to a minority. Donald, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. They, um, if, it was, if it was Donald Sterling's well, wife with that situation where she was kind of estranged. Well, the girlfriend's the one that blew the whistle. whistle. I remember that. Yeah. Because, right. uh, you know, Rick, he was Rick, a silly rabbit. That's different. Yep, Rick, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna, gonna say that it's funny that, you know, Snyder's been investigated for like, you know, harassing women and, and racial things and all kinds of stuff and the league never seemed that upset. Now they're holding money away from the rest oh, of the team. Yeah. Now he's in trouble. That's right. <laughs> this is, okay, when this it, is when it comes back to bite them, they're upset about it. Yep. <laughs> this this is a congressional investigation though. The other stuff it was kinda you know, they were still but this is part of the same this is still all part of that same congressional investigation that's been going on with the other stuff that's coming right. Yeah. So, well, I think there's going to be enough pressure that, and I think they will be sold to some minority. Maybe uh, if that Denver thing doesn't work out for that guy, maybe he can uh, do that, or you can might or see Doug, a group of Doug Williams might get a group because he's been, you know, he's had some issues. You know, so he might, he might get some investors if he has yeah, a yeah, little bit of money, or but some NBA right players there. or you know, former players or something like that. You know, so we'll, I think we'll see something with that. And then uh, Bobby, 
<clears throat> now, they said the Rams didn't have any money, but Bobby Wagner, the <laughs> linebacker from Seattle, they went five years for $50 million for him. So the, I guess they're not as strapped as everybody said. On, do not pay any attention to who has money and who doesn't because right. they, can no. all, they can all work it out if they want to do it. Yeah, there's, a difference between, there's a difference between the cash you spend and the cap, and then they can work around anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they can, they can always renegotiate contracts and move money around. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they, they took us a while to get the terms of the trade uh, worked out, but the uh, Patriots are getting Devontae Parker from Miami, and this is unusual that they're trading within the division. Yeah. And he's going to the Patriots, and they're also this year getting a fifth pick, fifth round pick, and they're sending a third round pick next year back to Miami. So, uh, have you heard anything on the inside on that, uh, Rick? No, just I mean, you know, he was available. Now that they got to retail. Yeah. And- that's good. I mean, he's a good. He's certainly better than Aguilar, and you know, some yeah, of these other people. Like that. Seems to be injured quite a bit. That's the only yeah, thing. That's true. That's true. So, anything, anything that you have on your NFL wire there, Rick? Uh, just um, uh, Mile and Mac signed with Houston, and Nick Mullins, the quarter, the backup quarterback for the Forty ers and Browns. He's now going to be the backup quarterback for the Raiders. So oh, okay, they brought him in. So. Um, uh, and I, of course, I've seen Mullins play with the 49ers, so he's going to make a good backup if anything happens to uh, Derek Carr. So. Okay. And I think Frank Gore officially announced his He retirement. did yesterday, yes. Yeah. Frank Gore, yes. he signed a one-day contract with, um, 49ers. I believe, the 49ers, 49ers. and retired. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you don't realize, I mean, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. It's, yes. he's, he's third in the, in the league all-time in rushing. You don't realize about it. You know, it's, some of it has to do with longevity, but that counts for something. Yeah, yeah sure. No, and, yeah. and he, you know, he wanted to play last year, but nobody signed yeah. him, so. So they'll mm-hmm. put him in the same class with Roethlisberger. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, any other NFL notes? Because it's a short week on for the NFL, I think. We're getting yes. the draft. Uh, when is the, the draft? April 21st, is it? 28. No, it's 28. April, 28. 28. 28. Okay. Uh, the, the Saints and Eagles uh, switched oh, a yeah. bunch of draft picks around. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles gave the Saints, what, two first-round draft picks? And the Saints are sending a a first-round draft pick back next year, and there's other draft picks involved with both teams, so... Um, well, of course, those are uh, the Car- Carson Wentz stuff that the Colts uh, gave them. You know, last maybe, year they got a lot maybe, of draft. What yeah. they basically did was trade the Eagles traded a first round pick this year for the Saints' first round pick next year, but then got a bunch right. of mid level picks to make up for it. So, right, okay, all right, okay. So kind of quiet, but it'll uh, you know there's always something going on. So. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a lot going on in the NBA. That is for sure. There, there is. There is, Chris, and you guys should be um, proud because I. Yes, I listen to the Bulls a little bit during the season, but I have now. Now that we're getting close to the end of the season, I've started paying attention to the Timberwolves. So now that we think they may get into something, yeah. Now I'm paying attention to the Timberwolves. You guys should be yeah. proud of this. All right. This is a good thing. It's a good, good thing. Okay. And then when the playoffs start, Rick, I'll start watching hockey too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Everybody. I, I, well, I think. I, I, I think. Hear it very first round of the NHL playoffs is one of the most popular things in sports. It it's underrated, but people, almost any sports fan, says. I uh, wait, who was it? I had uh, a couple of weeks ago was talking about something. He was saying that the you know. Oh, it was the cable guy. Two or three weeks ago, he was saying how, you know, he came to, he was from Jamaica and he came and he was a Yankee fan, but he became a Red Sox fan in 04 after they, you know, swept the Yankees and came back on the Yankees. But then he was saying, oh, I pretty much watch the NBA, a little baseball in the postseason, but I always watch the hockey playoffs. Said, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, yep. as big a football fan as I am, there was nothing like the NHL playoffs. Nope. No, no. Especially and and especially, especially, Rick, you put the Blues in there, I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in the NBA in the East, 
So nothing is settled in the East, really. Nobody's locked into anything in these top uh, 10 spots, I don't think. Miami, 51 and 28. They're getting pretty close, though. Celtics, 49 and 30, second. Milwaukee, 48 and 30. And Philadelphia, 48 and 30. So right at the moment, Milwaukee, three. Philadelphia, four. Chicago has fallen back a bit, 45-33. So they're not going to, doesn't look like they're going to make the top four. Toronto, 45 and 33. And they're tied with each other, five and six. Cleveland, 43 and 36. Now they'd be the top play-in team at the seventh. Atlanta, 41 and 37. Charlotte, 40 and 38. And the Nets, who, you know, they were kind of going pretty good there for a while, but they've kind of uh, struggled a little bit more. They're now <clears throat> in 10th, 40 and 38. Then we drop to the also-rans, Knicks, 40, 35, 44. Washington, 34, 44. Indiana, 25, 54. Uh, Detroit, 23, 56. And Orlando, 20 and 59. So, so we, know the the, we know the teams, we just don't know the org. We do know the 10 teams, and the thing is, we're getting close to knowing the top four, that the top four should be Miami, Celtics, Milwaukee, and uh, Philadelphia in some order, but we, we just hasn't, isn't quite, we don't have quite that information yet. In the West, we have Phoenix, 62 and 16. We know they're number one. Memphis is 55 and 23. Golden State, 50 and 29. So we know the top two in the West. Golden State, 50 and 29, but they got a lot of company right behind them. Dallas, 49 and 30. Denver, 47 and 32 in fifth. Utah, 46 and 32. And then we go to the top of the with Minnesota leading the play-in part at 45 and 34. The Clippers, 39 and 40. Basically, the Clippers in Minnesota have been about the only thing that's been destined to be happening, you know, uh, right along for a few yeah. weeks here. Uh, we have New Orleans at 34 and 44. San Antonio at 33 and 45. The fabulous Los Angeles Lakers are 31 and 47. They're all but out. And, They're uh, done. And I think that does LeBron have some kind of an opt out at the end of this year or not? Do we know? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think. I think he can be traded though, but he has to approve a trade. Uh, okay. And, and he's yeah. already said he's already said he's going to come back to the Lakers next year. So. All right. Well, they're just about out. Then we have Sacramento, uh, twenty nine and fifty. Portland, twenty seven and fifty one. And Oklahoma City, twenty three fifty five. Houston, twenty and fifty nine. So in the East right now. We would have Atlanta is, would be the eighth seed at Cleveland. Again, this is going to all change, but Atlanta would be at Cleveland. The winner of that game would become the seventh seed if they were to play. Brooklyn would be at Charlotte. And then uh, Toronto right now would be playing Milwaukee if because uh, they'd be the, the uh, sixth seed. And then Chicago and Philadelphia would be four and five. But that's, you know, uh, down the road. We don't know. In the West, the Clippers would be at Minnesota. The winner of that would get the seventh seed. San Antonio at New Orleans right now. And then we'd have Utah playing Golden State. And we'd have Denver playing Dallas. But all these things can change. The last games of the season are all on Sunday. In my schedule, they all say to be determined for times. And everybody's playing. So I don't know yeah. what blocks they're going to do or what they've said. Have you heard anything well, about that? I imagine ABC, ABC, I imagine ABC will have a doubleheader, and yeah, ESPN will probably have a night doubleheader also. That's yeah, that's what exactly. they did. That's what they did before. And like the Lakers, the reason they're probably because their games they got Denver for the Denver Phoenix and Golden State left. That, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, no, know, you know, yeah. though, in all honesty, I was listening to John Ireland and and uh, Michael Thompson on Sunday. I was oh, too. yeah. And those those guys, I mean, generally, we would all agree they're good announcers. Very, they were, yeah. I, should I say, a lack of interest in really being at that game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I can. And you know what? And the Lakers are going to get better because of all the salary cap. Anthony Davis, Westbrook, and now with LeBron stuff, they they can go sign these league minimum guys. You know, they're not going to get any better. And no. but LeBron's having a you know. Uh, record-setting year. I mean, you know, he's all all pro, all this. You know, he's having a LeBron year, but yeah. then they're not going to get. But he's coming back. So, okay. I, would, I would I would think if he could find something better, he would like not to come back because if that, they're yeah. already well, in yeah, trouble. If I were the Lakers, I would say LeBron. Who do you want to go to that we can work out a trade and get you? I know you want to be here, you know, but let's work out a trade yeah. and let's, let's work something out so we can get some salary cap room and you can end on a high note, not with what's going right. on here. Okay, yeah. so we're, got, we're running a little short. We got some yeah. news and notes. If teams play in Toronto, you have to be vaccinated. And what we found out was Miami and Milwaukee of the top four, because that's who they're going to be playing would be a top four team. Miami and Milwaukee are good to go. The Celtics and the 76ers are not. So we don't know. We do know the three people that did not go to Toronto on Monday, because these rules changed since November when they were there last. So the three that didn't go were Al Horford, Jason Tatum, and, uh, and Jalen Brown. But we don't know if that means they're not vaccinated or not. Tatum sounded like he was. Al, uh, Al Horford's quote was taking care of personal business and maybe, and he yeah, said well, something about being ready for the playoffs. So maybe he got himself vaccinated. I don't know. Um, you know, but anyway, so uh, we'll have, so it's important to the Sixers and the Celtics. And we don't know what, I don't know anything about the Sixers situation who's not, but it's important to them not to have to play Toronto and miss those guys when in Toronto. So, you know, right. okay. Uh, Robert Williams's status is four to six weeks out, but he's looking pretty good from the torn meniscus. He had the surgery. So he's looking pretty good. They say, say he's working out well, so we'll see about that. Uh, so he should be back in the middle of round one or round two, they t- say. Giannis Attentacumpo, I said it. See, David said nobody around here can say that. He passed Kareem as the all-time Milwaukee scorer, uh, and Kareem had 14,211 with the Bucks, and then Giannis uh, passed him on uh, last Thursday. Sacramento was eliminated from the playoffs, at, and they have missed 16 years in a row. How can you do that in the NBA? That is amazing. The last time they were in, I think it was 06, 07, they broke the Clippers record, which uh, the last time in uh, was, uh, yeah, it was 05, 06 for Sacramento. The Clippers had 15 in a row, uh, so they had been tied until till then. They they have not been. We probably better well. get some time to hockey, because we have five minutes. Yeah. I will. Okay. okay, and then I need to mention Gene Shu, 90 years old. He went to Maryland from 51 through 54, was the third pick in the 54 draft. Played for Philadelphia very briefly, then the Knicks and all that. But his main thing, Pistons, Bullets, Knicks again, but his coaching. He coached uh, the Bullets from 66 through 73, Philadelphia 73 to 77, San Diego 78 through 80, Washington uh, 80, back with the Bullets 80, or Wizards 80 through 83, and the Clippers again. And then he was an all-star in uh, 58 through 62. His coaching record was uh, was not good, but he made the finals with the Sixers in uh, 77 and also with the Bullets in uh, 61, uh, 71, and his uh, cause of death was melanoma. So there you go. That was Gene Shu and a well-known name at the time. In the hockey, I think we have time to get the standings in here. They're crazy. And, and of course, we got four weeks to go in hockey. And if I have time, I'll ask Robert a question. 
okay. at the end. Okay, so we, we just want to do the standings now without much comment. Atlanta, uh, in the Atlantic Division, Florida has 102, Toronto 95, the Bruins 93, Tampa Bay uh, uh, 93 also. So the Bruins are third right now. De- Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa, they're out of it. Okay, moving on to the Metropolitan, Carolina 98, Rangers 94, Pittsburgh 92, they're 1-2-3. Washington, 84, and so uh, they will go play the top division winner, and right now that would be Florida. The Islanders, 73, Columbus, 70, Philadelphia, and New Jersey. In the Central, Colorado way ahead with 104, Minnesota, 91, St. Louis, 88, Nashville, 82. Then we drop to Dallas at 81, Winnipeg, 76, Chicago, 59, Arizona, 49. And then the Pacific, Calgary, 91, the uh, Kings are 86, Edmonton, 85, Vegas, 82, Vancouver, 74, Anaheim, 68, San Jose, 66, Seattle, 50. So we're not going to run down the matchup, but I do want to talk about the wild cards right now in the West. Because right now we have Las Vegas and Nashville tied at 82 at the top of the wild card. Dallas has 81, Winnipeg, 76, and then uh, Vancouver, 74. They're the ones that have a realistic chance because there's still a, a um, you know enough games left. But right now, because there, there are still... Apparently, uh, Nashville has played 68 games because uh, I was asking to say and adding them up, and Vegas has only played 61. Is that true, Robert? Uh, yes, uh, Las Vegas has a lot of games in hand, but they also have an awful lot of injuries. A lot of people in the hockey world don't know if the Golden Knights can uh, take advantage of the games in hand because of the injuries. And remember, they're in salary cap trouble because they could not get rid of enough salary during the trading deadline to bring back a lot of their injured players. So Las Vegas may be in deep trouble as far as... uh, And tied, okay, and finishing up the NHL, tied for the Bush move of the week, you know, along with Brian Cashman, is uh, the coach of the, or then the management of the Philadelphia Flyers. Mike Yo for is their coach, and, uh, and nobody's ever heard of him until like two months ago he became their coach. Keith Yandel was streak-ended by being a healthy scratch on Saturday night. He had 989 games in a row. He's a free agent, and Phil Kessel now with 968 at the top, and he, he can continue and catch him or whatever happens. But the point is not that. The point is when you have a thing like that and you, you're saying, you say, well, we got to play our young players. You're out of it. You've got somebody going for a record. He would have liked to have make, made a 1,000. How are you going to attract free agents if you're not going to allow somebody? How important is it with these games for them to have one roster spot for to see another young player? That is Bush, and that won't get them any free agents. People will no. say, I don't want to work there. I don't want to go there. 30 seconds, Sean. Take it home. All right. Go ahead. All right. Well, thanks for listening. You can download podcasts at legendoldies.com. Uh, legend, uh, tell your smart speaker to play uh, Sports Times Live from Apple Podcasts or go to 773-572-3006. Option number nine. Come back next week. we got some baseball. Uh, got some playoffs. NBA, Masters. So we'll see you next Tuesday.